0: Hello there, listener. You are about to listen to the Men Talking Over Beer podcast. But before you do, I would like to advise that the views expressed by. The <coughs> indeed, expressed by any of the men as they talk over their bevies are not the views necessarily shared by all members of the podcast and are certainly not intended to offend. The reason being that none of the men talking over beer, indeed myself or I am sure you, dear listener, gives a fuck about the views of... Have a lovely day.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, our two listeners, thank you for joining us in our wake. It's the last episode of Men Talking Over Beer. Men Talking Over Beers started with humble beginnings, without any structure or ideas, and it maintained that work ethic throughout. There's of course been ups and downs, tantrums and tiaras, and there's even been the odd bit of quality. But don't get excited yet, we haven't quite euthanized the project. So let's reminisce and charge our glasses and think, thank fuck it's almost over. This sinking ship.
2: Picture it like the Titanic. We've got an hour to go. I'll at least start off. Welcome, listener, to our final episode of Men Talking Over Beer. And what a journey it's been. Tonight, on the line, we have
1: Sid. How are you going there, Sid? It's hard to wipe the smile off my face, actually. It's the last podcast of Men Talking Over Beer.
2: I know. I know. I'm a little bit sad, actually. It's been a, a really good, um, a good little venture. I don't know. All things probably should come to an end before they get unmanageable. Well, we'll sort of pivot okay. and do something different. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's go out course. with a bang with this one, eh? Mm. Moses, I see you over there with your bottle of um, Johnny Walker.
3: How's it Johnny going? Walter. It's good. It doesn't taste like beer at all. It's lovely to be a part of the last episode. Thanks for the invite. I look forward to speaking totally nonsensical, nonsensical topics. And you've
1: started already.
3: <laughs> well, I am on to my second sip of Scott, so
1: it's an only- Irish wit- wristwatch. Say that,
3: Irish wristwatch. No, <laughs> no one's saying Irish wristwatch
1: anymore. <laughs> it's hard enough to say sober. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've never heard that-, that one as a as a um. A test of
3: sobriety. No, that's true. Iris wristwatch bike with the last, and here we are on the last episode. Cheers. Here's you your dog.
2: Yeah. Hey, Pretty, it's a bit like marriage too, isn't it, Moses? You've got to try it out. See if you like it.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then get a newer model. Oops. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, don't tell the first model. <laughs> and over here,
2: being very quiet as normal, we've got Graham. How are you going there, Graham?
4: Very, very good. Thank you for introducing me so well. Um, well, wow, in between enough leaves of scotch and uh, trying, jeez, I'm that I, I can't wipe the smile off my face either. This is just fantastic. Um, I'm particularly to happy to see that your,
2: um, your wife hasn't sold you on Marketplace. She sold just about everything else.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny you say that. Um, I'm probably the only thing that wouldn't sell.
2: We've got a few topics to go through tonight. I think the yeah. first one I really wanted to touch on, I'm probably not, oh. not not the word touch, but um, I'd like to know everyone's feelings about Israel Folau. Oh, well, he's a very handsome
3: man.
1: How, how he, is he is a handsome about,
2: man. Uh,
1: uh, <laughs>
2: uh, There's Eddie, word that he, he'll be coming back uh, to the NRL. Um, can, I call,
1: um, can I call him Eddie, Izzy. Eddie. Is Eddie, he? we haven't acknowledged our member who didn't rock up. Oh, yes. He hasn't
2: taken... mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes, Carson. We, we should we should introduce him at least, even if he's not uh, here.
1: The artist formerly known as. Yeah, the artist
2: formerly known as Carson um, chose not to join us, um, which is you no know, un- unfortunate because he was here from day one. I thought we were mm. going to at least all finish off with a bang, but not to worry, we'll... Um, We'll try and do him justice
3: through the episode.
4: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's trying
3: to try and go to the footy tonight as well. So there's a bit of a conflict of interest and I thought, mm, okay.
1: Well, weekends are his busy time, I understand. Yeah,
3: yeah, no, it's hard to get him through the week.
1: Like Israel Folau, who wants to start? Well, he's,
2: oh. he's, he's renowned for having some outspoken views on uh, homosexuality. Um, how, how do we all feel about that? And um, do you think he should be allowed to voice those opinions, uh, being in a, a free country? And should he is be allowed free? to come into a, a sport where he is expected to be a role model?
4: I'll jump in. I, I think he should be allowed to voice his opinions, and I also think he should be allowed to play. I don't see why he shouldn't. Why do you say that? Think of it simplistically. I mean, the guys are really good football player rugby league yeah, yeah. player rugby union um uh, I, don't, I don't see why he's i just don't see why he can't play a game most people that are angry at what he says don't even watch the game it's kind of weird
2: it is it is kind of weird like that i mean on, honestly i think you you're probably entitled to hold the views but whether you express them in a public forum
4: but when he, when he catches a pass and he kicks forward, is he shouting or espousing all his thoughts out? No. The, the people are watching the game. Just let him play.
1: Yeah. yeah. I actually think we get distracted from what the real issue is with this Ralph Lauer. It's his inability to maintain contracts and to keep his word. No, uh, to... ARU had two talks with him and he kept on breaching it. Now he wants to play for a Queensland rugby league club and he's still signed with Catalans in Europe. This guy's a liability. He, with all he's his religious things, he can't heart. respect a contract.
4: Yeah, but Sid, are you actually saying that contracts mean Jack?
1: Oh, with him it does.
4: Oh, just just <laughs> him? What about everyone else?
1: Oh, with him it thoroughly means nothing. Oh, He's such a liability. I'm, I'm unsure which teams will take him up because... He will toss in a contract, he will ignore what he signed, and he's got a proven track record for it. I wouldn't touch him because of his, he's not a team player. He's in for himself. He won't represent any club. Uh, I think he's just bad news. His views are separate from his inability to honour a contract. Well,
3: who's he talking about, Sonny Bill Williams or Israel Flower? I'm a bit confused. Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he? Hey, so when Sonny Bill Williams does what Izzy does, it's it's okay. Of course. I never
1: said that was.
3: When 30 other players do the same thing, apparently there's only one person we should not be loyal to.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, the you difference is with Izzy, said. he's got now multiple form on it. So what?
3: Honestly, so what? If they let him out of his contract, fair enough. No, that's, that's the cool. point. Oh, that's he a can't... You have to go he back can't... to what said. We said this is a free country. It's not free. There is severe censorship, substantial censorship. And if we value the right to free speech, if you value it, then you must hold his opinion and play football and you must defend it. You must defend it. Think Voltaire. Think, I may not agree with someone, but I will Mm. fight to the death for their right to say what they want. Yeah, Because he's also defending his own right. Now, if you're not going to defend Izzy, then you have to shut up.
1: <laughs> I don't want you to shut up. So you not, think- see, the thing is, I'm not defending his personal views. I'm uh, talking about his inability to carry through a contract.
2: Yeah. That's I mean, he I'm signs a contract about. under the stipulation that he will not make public comments of that nature and then over and over again. I mean, he, he keeps doing it. Um, whether that's within the sanctity of his own church, I don't know if that qualifies as a public forum. But, um, I, I, yeah,
1: it, it's a difficult one. It was online posts originally.
2: It was online posts, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. It was a scriptural post, wasn't it? it yeah. Was. yeah.
1: Commercial time. <laughs> Slow down that testing, put away that bleach. Now there's a new way to deal with corona, denial. That's D-E-N-A-I-L, just like the river in Egypt. No need for face masks or that pesky social distancing. Denial has been tried a true formula with nine months of testing in the good old US of A. So don't believe in conspiracies, try denial. And for difficult resistance, try Denial Plus. Ah, denial, just like the river in Egypt. Sponsors of this product like to take no accountability for any side effects of this treatment. Commercial time. So
3: he's posting scripture, which most Christians would not understand as being a literal statement, but within his context. It's an interpretation, um, I guess. Yeah, but most Christians don't hold the literal understanding of most of Scripture because it's not meant to be, well, it's contextual, historically contextual. Uh, my, my whole point in bringing this up was um,
2: just to illustrate how polarising it is. Um, a lot of people have a lot of different views on this. I mean, obviously you've got your staunch you know, rugby fans that um, are, are annoyed because he keeps, you know, letting the team down, um, you've got, you know, the, the, the Christians who are annoyed. Why, why would they be annoyed?
3: Why would the Christians be annoyed about it? Well, you've got to speak, you've got to be specific. Christianity is not monocultural.
0: It's mm-hmm. a very,
3: very So you're going to look at some people and they're going to be looking at Izzy going, look, can you just stop being a goose? And a whole bunch, mainstream Christians are going to look at what he's posted and say, look, All right, we see we see that sort of hardline attitude, but the world moved on several centuries ago. Mm -hmm. Why don't you come with us, as it were? I'm just he's done nothing wrong.
1: If anybody signs a contract, breaches it once, you sit down, you talk to them, and you say, "You signed this, you agreed to it," and then they do it again, and it's like, well, that means their word is worth shit. Now oh. he's doing it with Catalans. His word is worth shit. This, this That's a moronic that That's argument. For
3: Sorry. That, that is
1: how, how is it? He cannot honour a contract. There is something wrong mean, with the
3: blood. Not for contractual breaches, but for his opinion. The sponsor, no. Yeah, yeah. but are, are, are the two contractual mutually... Contractual exclusive. It's his opinion. Yeah. The sponsors, they're exclusive. Mm-hmm. They yeah, are but
1: he signed a contract regarding that. He did it eyes wide open.
3: On side issue, it's not even a bullseye issue. The bullseye issue is can he hold the Christian perspective that he does, Mm -hmm. shared by many Christians, can he hold it, share it in public and still play rugby union, which is an eastern suburbs game?
4: Yeah. How long did it take <laughs> Raylene and those around her to actually work out what was going on? If, if it was so simple as a contract, why did it take them so long to work it out? It's not about the contract. That's a furphy. It's obviously about
3: Qantas. Let's take one practical example. Qantas is the main supporter. Alan Joyce is an outspoken gay person. And there's yep. the money. And there's the bullseye. Now, let's not pretend otherwise. It's about a social agenda being pushed onto a sport. Now, if Alan Joyce can do that, why can't Izzy?
1: I think there's totally different dynamics there at play. Very simple. Uh, uh, you're, you're calling is. the contract bit a furphy, which is the, the main thrust of the argument. He's agreed to abide by a code of conduct and a code of ethics. He was sat down and, and explained to it when he first breached it and he did it again. Uh, it's very simple. Like, when you sign a contract, you agree to represent that party. But you you agree to abide by that rule. So why sign it if you don't? That's the trade-off. It's a promise yeah. for a promise. It's a contract.
2: Yeah, regardless of whether it should be a clause in the contract, Um mm-hmm. True, he's signed a contract to abide by those um, stipulations and he's failed to do that. But the the bigger question is, should it actually be a stipulation in the contract? Um, Personally, I think he should be able to express his views. Um,
4: But... They're, They're his views, but they're also that of the church and they've been around for thousands of years.
3: None, I, mean, no, I, I, I don't church. think they are the, the views of
4: the church. No.
3: Don't think about the church as if it's monocultural. You must be specific because some denominations do not agree very clearly. Major mainstream denominations, oh, my gosh, I've sobered up. Will somebody <laughs> stop this conversation? <laughs>
1: This podcast for breaking news: The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled postal ballots in the presidential election now viewed as being invalid. That's right, invalid. Donald Trump, who was originally ecstatic about the news, changed his tune when he realised that would mean he lost the 2016 election. In a brief statement, Trump said this is a witch hunt against him and a conspiracy against all the true believers. Donald Trump has also asked his attorney, Rudolph Giuliani, to mount a high court appeal against delegitimizing postal votes in the 2016 election. The Supreme Court decision has been met with disappointment from Donald Trump supporters, but they said they would respect the court's decision. So, just repeating, the Supreme Court has said that Donald Trump should have never been American president. Now, back to the podcast. Thanks.
2: To the, the, the topic I was I was trying to bring up was um, obviously there's a lot of talk about concussion. Um, a lot of really big names in the game are being wiped out because. Um, it's having multiple concussions and you know it's obviously affects people in later life but is it is it changing the game into a, a sport that's less attractive because of that i don't think so
1: it's intelligent i mean if you got a, if you got knocked out in mma you wouldn't be able to compete for about 3 months True, because they understand the accumulative effects of many knockouts. And I think it's a similar type of thing with the rugby codes. If you get knocked out, you know, you should uh, give your brain a chance to, you know, basically recover because it's basically been bouncing around the inside of your skull. It's got bruising. You don't want to add bruising on bruising. And I don't give
2: the roosters very many reps, but... When it comes to concussion and resting players, I mean, they're the best in the game. They – look how long um, Kiri was out. Look how long um, – what's the big dopey one? The, Cordner. Um, Cordner, yes. Friend? Yes, Cordner, friend. They're all terrific players and, and like, game breakers, and they don't hesitate yeah. to, to rest them for multiple weeks, months if they have to.
4: Mm. So. It's, very, it's very true. But also, when their management aren't doing that, the ref seems to help as well yeah. for some <laughs> reason. I see. Yeah. Hey, shut up. right? <laughs> yeah. No, <I> would think <laughs> so. no, that's the hard part. The hard part is it's a simple directive from Peter Verlandis and the management team that this cannot happen anymore and it can't happen anymore. Um, I think there was, last night's game. There was a knee to someone's head, and did they get that killed? went? No, no, it didn't matter. No, and he, then the guy went up. He just sent the knee off for ten minutes. <laughs> no, but the guy that got hit with the knee into his head had to go yeah. for HIA. Yeah, but that's okay. No, worries. and am I right or wrong? Sixty-five to seventy percent of HIAs are by people actually defending. So yeah, it's going yeah, to be hard
2: so that's that's probably pretty close to true. Um, yeah, it's going to be look, very
4: hard like it's good what they're doing. And yeah. it, it's the way the game's going to go forward but the majority of people who actually get injury, head injuries are the defenders, not so much. Um, yeah it, it's, it's interesting.
2: I would it's say a lot of these um, injuries are accidental too. Um, it's not like the MMA where you're actually going out there to score points. the, the head is actually mm. a scoring zone. As such. Mm. So you're not going out there attacking the head where you're doing a sport like boxing or MMA or UFC or wrestling.
3: If they don't keep the mongrel in it, it will change the game. It might even change the fan base. Mm. That could be in a positive or a negative way, actually. Oh, I
2: think it, it's probably primarily driven by the game's management fearing being sued down the track for these injuries. Mm. You know, it's, is clearly what it's all about. Commercial time
1: ah, After a busy week of trolling and being inappropriate online nothing says the weekend like putting on your codpiece piece and a nice and wine shirt and having that cleansing tipple from the Transvaal Valley. They make the best liquors from the wettest of terrains from the belt, A smooth, sophisticated drop of liquor always does the trick. Liquor belt. As recommended by 9 out of 10 carsons throughout the country. Liquor belt. You know you've got that classy drop. Commercial time. If I had to choose a couple of favourite episodes... The first one that clearly comes to mind, thinking of our favourite member who's not here, it it was the doghouse episode where on air we had our first official dummy spit. Oh, really? Yes, that's right. And then we interviewed uh, Graham's Marianne, and that was fascinating.
2: It was. That was. uh, It's kind of very homogenous thing. It just. It honestly just happened. It was great. (laughs) She got home from work, and we just sort of dragged her in. And um, Graham kind of sat there um, shell-shocked, a bit like the Raiders in the second half of those games this year. Can I just say, I'm
4: I'm always scared. But (laughs) Um, one of the great things about that was I knew that no matter what she said, I didn't need to talk at all.
1: um, uh, You (laughs) came up smelling like roses, Graham. You came up very nicely.
4: It was possibly the best hour and a half of my life. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh look that that was the best advertisement for you and they should put that audio when she sells you a marketplace
4: oh gold, gold. No, i'm gonna say i mean i was proud of her she she did so well
1: and you know that led to another episode about the artist formerly known as carson and uh moses i particularly remember your input on this one Because we actually thought the artist formerly known as Carson had actually left.
3: Yeah.
5: And
1: so we did the eulogy. (laughs) And and the other day I listened to it and some of the bits where you came in just added to the magic of it. I just thought for about a 10-minute piece it was absolutely hilarious because at one stage you stopped me because you thought I was crying. And I was, but it wasn't wasn't that type of crying. (laughs) And then I can remember just at the end, I just said, look, you know, this has obviously been an overwhelming experience for you, Moses. Is there anything you'd like to say? And just without missing a heart, but you go, "Ah, fuck him. (laughs) 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 And uh, there's another special (laughs) moment. So he featured in the two of the gems, but I also have to admit if I'm mentioning another one uh, that I'm, in a different way altogether i'm super proud of was something uh that i did with eddie and that was the ptsd episode i was really happy
2: with that oh sorry i thought we were just doing memories of Carson. yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: well i'm also i'm also trying to do this because i know what links you'll throw to because we did interview graham's marianne yeah yeah absolutely Well, with me right now was one of the earliest guests that we had on the show and certainly created a bit of controversy. Marianne, who is married to one of our podcast members, actually turned up directly from work, uh, gave her two cents worth, and it also was part of the first tantrum that we actually heard from a podcast member. What's your recollections of it? And tell us, are you saddened to see the end of the podcast?
5: Hello, people. Well, I'm finally happy for this podcast to be over because I think it was a piece of shit. Because the guys were doing it. I think us girls, if we did a podcast, it would be much better and a lot of people have been listening to it.
1: In fact, you being involved in that podcast did actually pique more interest than what we had beforehand. So you're definitely onto something.
5: That's right. That's because... Women were talking about guys. It's what people out there want to hear: women bitching, complaining about gossiping about
1: being the normal selves,
5: boyfriends, husbands, exes,
1: and and they're just never good enough, are they?
5: That's right.
1: Yeah, and no matter what they do for you, no matter if they run a marathon, it's still not good enough.
5: That's correct.
1: What's your recollection of that podcast? Because it did see the first tantrum by a podcast member.
5: Who was that? Carson?
1: Uh, the artist now formerly known as Carson.
5: I think he's the biggest son of a bitch out there, which I'm glad that he's going to be off and the rest of them. He was a pain in the ass to listen to.
1: but You, you got having... rid of him pretty quickly.
5: Thank God. He heard my voice and off he went.
1: Yes, he actually literally hung up on the podcast. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Maybe he was a bit
5: scared of me. Probably that's why
1: possible do you think he could have had a secret crush on you oh oh hang on hang on no, don't, don't get the brown paper bag you don't need no, to throw I, up
5: no i need a bucket
1: you need a bucket okay
5: big bucket for that one
1: are you sad to see the end of the show
5: no i'm not sad truly i've only listened to one podcast
1: was that the one that you were in
5: that's correct <laughs> maybe i should just kick you guys out and start my own podcast
1: oh you're more than welcome to What advice would you give us leading into the future?
5: Pick a new career. Clean up your mess Mm -hmm. and start all over again.
1: I I think there's something that we could all get out of that. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's... uh,
5: Oh, don't cry. It's It's okay.
1: It's sad, you know, because we'll miss... Carson. (laughs) (laughs) uh, All bad things must come to an end, hey. That's correct, Eddie. Could I ask you what's your favourite episodes or favourite moments? Favourite episode? Um, I,
2: don't, I don't think I have a favourite. Just um, I, I kind of like those early episodes where we're all sort of crowded in one room around a microphone. They <laughs> yeah, tended to be hard a hard lot of fun. Bit. We'd sit there, <laughs> yeah. and everyone was hammered, um, and just, <laughs> try, just trying to cram around a microphone. It's just just been a an entirely um, enjoyable. Um, process this whole thing, yeah. And yeah, look, let's, go, let's not rule out doing, um, you know, the odd special episode in the future. Mm. We can always get together and and throw one special episode. But um, road trip, yeah. Oh, imagine doing a road trip. That'd be good. Oh,
3: hell. Yeah,
1: but to make it work, will this be men talking over beer meets Big Brother? Will do anything desperate for ratings? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moses, may I ask, what's your favourite memories or episodes? Um, I, that, that's
3: a... I, I, nothing specific stands out for me because there were so many good conversations, mm-hmm. so many good phrases that came out. Um, I, I did enjoy the, the sit around at this place <laughs> and all the, uh, the cheap vodka <laughs> bottles that I've left there which hopefully his young boys have all drank.
1: Moses, is there a particular episode that stands out for you? The one where Graham's wife, like,
3: I know you brought that up, but for me as well, because I wasn't a part of that one. Mm. I had to go back and listen to it. And when I went back, I thought, gee, that's really good quality audio. She's really funny and Mm. she's, you know, dynamic and she's engaging I thought she was really good, and she put all the rest of us to shame. Well, <laughs> okay. She did sound exceptionally <laughs> good, <laughs> didn't she?
4: <laughs>
3: she yeah. was strong. She was a super strong girl. Yeah, she showed absolutely. Us uh, good honor, and we, yeah, I hope she can do that again in the future. But she Hence, was great. That's probably the reason why Graham was sitting there shell shocked.
1: Graham, may I ask um, your favorite episode or episodes or most of episodes? Oh. oh look, apart from
4: the uh, Graham's quick 20-question quiz thing.
1: Um, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs>
4: um, Which be, was honestly, 16 this,
1: questions, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, it was not even 20. Um, this will be a bit vague and a bit out there, but to, honestly, the, the one thing I remember more than anything is Moses talking about the Silica flying through the air in slow motion. Oh, I don't know if you guys one. remember it. Yeah, I, for some reason. I know, I know exactly where you were when you did that. <laughs> and I just, I just remember it. I can, I can picture it. Oh yeah, that You was... in slow motion going. Oh, I like, <laughs> no um, that one.
3: Looking at our, my mate uh, Ray. That was Ray. our flirting Ray. with death episode, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, flirting with yeah. Death. That was a good episode. I like that one. And, and
4: also, can I say? And I'm going back to Moses again. Any time when you were in the back of the uh, Honda Odyssey. <laughs> oh, I agree with you there, 100. <laughs> yes, those
2: episodes that, was... that were that were shot from from your garage um For fear of um, alerting your wife to the fact that you were actually recording, it was um yeah, it was a treat for all of us to actually see your your darkened face in, in the background of your uh, garage. It was great,
4: and, and really quickly as well. Any anything that has any relation to Carson's codpiece,
2: amen. <laughs> well, funny you mention that. So we're going to be left with a stockpile of uh, Carson codpieces. We're going to have to move. So what are we going to do with them and get rid of all
1: Uh, these? Firstly, have they been tested by Carson? Oh,
2: Oh, I hope not. Do they come Uh,
1: in
4: various sizes? I think they're all (laughs) small,
2: yes. Extra small. Funny that.
3: We shouldn't be saying this at his expense. He has no opportunity to defend himself. It's not fair. Oh, he,
1: had, he had plenty. He decided not <laughs> to turn up.
3: Absolutely no visual opportunity. But um, No visual opportunity. That's
1: right. Well, we did have the Men Talking Over beer show back. I don't know if you guys heard the ad that we put on. Commercial time. <laughs> Hey kids, do you know what to get Dad this Easter show? No? So let me tell you about the Men Talking Over Beer Showbag. It has the Carson Codpiece keyring and an inflatable codpiece for your next pool party. How great does that sound? It's got this u Butte mini Moses hacksaw, so you can make your podcast chair just as wonky as his is. It's also got Sid's ISO memoir, Nine Days in Isolation. Don't let me out of here. There's also Graham's version of Cluedo, where we know that George Soros did it. We just need to prove it. And also, for those with an engineering mind, we've got Eddie's Podcast Central Meccano set. And for the first hundred people to get a show back, we've got Stockholm Syndrome, Donald Trump and the Republicans in paperback, but also very popular in the spineless edition. So, this Easter show, give dad something to really, really look forward to. The men talking over beer showbag. Only $7.99 by stocks last, plus GST. Commercial time. Moses, I take it that you don't actually listen to the edited recordings, nor listen to them when they're put up there for comment before they go live. <laughs> you, can, you
3: can take that to the bank.
4: <laughs> <of the> <laughs> Is it one of the cheapest show bags available? <laughs> I think Is I it
1: said $7.99 plus GST. Yeah. It
2: was very competitive, the price. And we had no, you, some
1: you we don't. had one, we had a special voiceover on, on one of them. Yeah, who was it? Oh, I, I don't know what alias she goes under. Yeah. Oh. But I tell you what, <clears throat> she's got a brilliant voice for this.
0: Hello there, listener. You are about to listen to the Men Talking Over Beer podcast. But before you do, I would like to advise that the views expressed by the artist formerly known as Carson, indeed expressed by any of the ladies, oops boys, <laughs> men, are not the views necessarily shared by all members of the podcast and are certainly not intended to offend. Have a lovely
3: day. I remember it now. She was excellent. That was that introduction to one of the episodes?
1: Correct. Yes, it was. was yes. She did a superb job. <laughs> hey, uh, Eddie, do you remember that episode where you were desperately trying to get us to understand that dream that you had? Oh, you yeah, yeah. Thatly, and you're getting so frustrated because everyone kept on mucking it up
2: as you know when you're trying to when you're trying to run an episode as moses knows um you're trying to steer it in one direction and no one's sort of getting the bait and you just like you you just eventually go fuck it no that's it (laughs) let's move on so yeah it was just one of those episodes that episode we had morty as a guest we did we had morty he was there for the uh, eulogy it was a uh, eulogy uh, the eulogy episode. With, um, with, with Jamos, yeah. Yeah, that was the same uh, episode, yeah.
1: So uh, I thank those two guys because it was very important to have a bit of a rent to crowd and plus. Yeah, yeah. We,
2: awesome. We've actually got a um, I didn't tell you this, we've got a, a sound recording from both of them that's sent in. Uh wishing mm-hmm. us all, you yeah. know, congratulations for our um yeah, wrapping up of the series and so on. Hi guys, Lordy here. Well. Episode 13 was my favourite, probably because I was in the virtual studio. It was the cast and eulogy episode, but like Farnsey, there was a one more time to tour, and then another, I think. So, I haven't heard it since, and I'll be glad not to hear the show again. As I'm in regional
1: New South Wales, um, on to better pastures, I say. This is J-Moss. I'm a long-time listener, and part-time contributor to the um, Men Drinking Over Beer podcast and well as they say all good things must come to an end and this podcast has also come to an end. Um, It's been the most fun I've ever had with my clothes on. Uh, I can't speak for Carson who insisted on doing the podcast commando. But uh, once I get that image out of my head, I'm sure I'll look back fondly on those wasted hours.
3: Man, there's some seriously desperate people out there, aren't there?
1: Mm. (sighs) Hang on. Don't insult our listener like that. (laughs) (laughs) Graham's Maryam was probably the first COVID one because the artist formerly known as Carson, he tuned in by... uh, you know, streaming like Zoom, and uh, because he didn't want to, uh, you know, be a part of it because of COVID. That was the early days, and I think that was probably our last get together in a while.
4: He was a pioneer, the, um, Carson. I think that was Carson. That's the, the best dummy spit ever.
1: Yeah, he, oh, that um, particular episode.
2: Yeah. Carson actually pioneered the Zoom movement. I think. Hmm.
1: Nice one. Nice song. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm very interested to to know what what kind of podcast he will get up to in the future. Yeah.
2: Well, I hope he actually pursues the twatcast a bit because um, he was very excited about that to start with, but it kind of um, fell off the radar a bit. What the hell is that, Moses? That's the cream I put on my
3: ass when I go riding.
2: Fair enough. Then you'll have to demonstrate that for the listener because we'll probably post this
3: one on YouTube as well
1: (laughs) (laughs) and look in fact you'll have to describe it because it's an audio medium
3: that'll get an r rating and but there's apparently there's an antidote to this cream you put it on your groin area and the where it hurts down the bottom there and it helps you lubricate between your chamois and your seat so which is fair enough but when you finish the ride you have to take it off or else it turns your whole area red like a rash. I wouldn't think so you'd want
2: to lubricate between your um, hindquarters and your seat. Wouldn't you want a bit of grip there so
3: you don't fall off? No, no, you definitely want some lubrication.
4: So when it moves forwards and back, you don't even get a rash. Do you actually take the cream out of the container or do you just insert the whole container? <laughs>
1: Moses, what I want to know is that whole cream, the rash, where you put it, how you take it off. Does it actually serve as a contraceptive in the long run?
3: No, my personality does that for me. <laughs> uh,
2: one thing I always wanted to ask about cycling, Moses. Um, chafing is it a real
3: issue, and and how much does it affect you? Oh my gosh, the chafing between your legs. I've got yeah. a. a yeah, I've got a great seat. It's called the time trial seat. So it's very flat, but it's very hard. So it's straight and virtually it's, it's totally aerodynamic. It's not very heavy. It's made out of carbon fiber, all this rubbish. The space between your legs. Rock. Yeah, yeah. And you shove it between your legs. That's where you sit on it. Okay. And it just actually, because it's so hard, it, it just rubs and rubs. And it, it you get blisters. I get blisters. Down in the groin area, the nether regions, right underneath. And that's why you got to use the cream to stop those blisters, the rubbing. It's it's a bit scary. You kind and of it's walk
1: like walk around riding... like John Wayne if you don't get it right. Well,
3: it it's like you're riding on sores. You know, when you scratch yourself, you abraze your arm, and no then you really. riding on it for about two hours, and it stings. And so the the riding's not really about turning the wheels. Riding's about pain prevention and pain maintenance, and overcoming pain. That's why they ride. They ride at that speed so the other guys suffer more. It's not. They should change its name from riding to sandwich. Sandwich. It's a, That's what the whole ride is. I was out there today. We did forty k's, and I pushed the boys. Our speed was up a little bit, and it's just about suffering. You know, Bear Huss not play soccer in the afternoon properly because, sorry, whatever his name is, couldn't play soccer properly because he was he's gone because we pushed, we pushed, we pushed. It's got virtually nothing to do with turning those stupid, you know, cogs. It's about how much you can tolerate pain.
1: like marriage. And be relaxed about it. Yeah, <laughs> looking relaxed.
4: Did you put the cream on before you go or when you come back? All the time. Um, before you-, <laughs> uh,
1: you know i'd be concerned before, if anyone's before. playing that frankie goes to hollywood song as you do it you Ooh. know relax don't do it
3: oh you talking about marriage or writing again
1: uh it's writing but it depends right. on who's marriage you're referring to
3: when are um, we going to talk about bitcoin and uh, um, Just coin. a sec, Eddie. I just want
1: to make the oh, point. Oh, never on this podcast, we <laughs> talk more about Moses's ass than mine. I think that's extraordinary.
2: <laughs> that is extraordinary, actually, because your ass has—it's <laughs> oh, taken a beating over the years, isn't it, Moses?
1: Well, I'm not going to hide the fact I've had numerous procedures, but my God, not as many as Moses. True, true. <laughs> I've got so, a
3: great ass story, by the way. You've got a great ass story. Great ass story, but it's not about my ass. Oh, whose ass is it about? Whose ass have so, you been watching? We sometimes ride to Cronulla. So off we go. We're up at Cronulla. This is during summer. And we go to this beautiful little cafe. It's right by the water. And everyone orders coffee there. And we get these great seats on the outside, overlooking the little plaza, straight onto the beach. It's gorgeous. All these beautiful people walking up and down. So we're sitting there having our little lattes, like the puns as we are. And all of a sudden, three hot women come walking towards us, go straight past us, order their coffees, and then come back and stand in front of us, in between us and the view of the beach, with their backs to us and their g string looking in our faces. And now, how long was? do you think you could tolerate that?
1: <laughs> you know, we're, oh, we're like two. And you're in lot, tight Lycra, right? <laughs> middle-aged,
3: two middle-aged men. We're in our Lycra, so there's, you know... we're, we're There's nothing, you know, we've got to put our helmets over our groins. And so we're looking, we just don't want to. There's two young, three, sorry, three young women with G strings, like, you know, those bikinis that are not really bikinis. I don't know what the hell they are. Like their cheek, bum cheeks are hanging out. Dental
1: floss? You
3: thought that was style.
4: Moses, I I could tolerate that for a while, but it's part of it, not
3: for long. -hmm. I I was not part of that action. And so it gets really uncomfortable. Because there's all these people around us because everyone's like, it's quite a crowded cafe and you're sitting there like the middle-aged men we are looking. In Lycra. Trying to look, yeah, trying to look at the water.
2: Oh, I these... do find that bit uncomfortable. The bit I find uncomfortable is when you think about it, you think quite conceivably you could be these girls' grandfather.
4: <laughs> that... Moses, are you worried that you can't see the beach because they're in front of you? Yes. Is that is that the problem?
3: That is the absolute problem. Yeah. Thank you, Graeme, for putting it so succinctly. So why do you just ask them to move? Uh, because I don't want to offend their sensibility and their view. So I, I'm respectful of other people's opinions and Gee, desires. I
1: understand now. Moses, I know how bass this (laughs) kind of sound is, but now you've got two free hands because you've got a place to put your helmet. Your problem is.
2: (laughs) So you're saying that you no longer enjoy looking at
3: attractive women? I'm saying I don't like being seen to be looking at attractive women. (laughs) No one likes being caught.
1: Commercial time. (laughs) To married men, has your gun stayed in its holster for too long? Does seeing the Eastern European women in the Australian Open start toying with your trigger? Or does the news reporters or Chris Bath, if you like the smarter down to earth type of woman, Chris Bath toying with your trigger? Never fear, Eddie's helpline is here so you can remain true in thought phone 0055668677. Press 1 to receive a publicity feature of the men talking over beer boys. Uh, For major issues, press 2 for a picture of Carson in his codpiece. Or for extreme emergencies, press 3 for a picture of Margaret Thatcher in a teddy. Or hold the line to speak to Eddie's crew. Eddie's helpline is cheaper than a cold shower or a cold bath. Uh, Call... Double O, double five, double six, eight six seven seven, or double O, double five, no toss. Commercial time. Hey, uh, Moses. Something I was reading on Facebook. I didn't Apart do from, it. From, I'm just yeah. going to read this. Apart from, it's okay which other form of death threats do women use
3: oh death threats oh do whatever mm. you want sweetheart yeah yeah want. that's a big one <laughs> when they say that freeze don't move yeah, it's a big one do whatever you want huh yeah Do whatever you want why can't oh, they shoot God. straight i've asked that many a times sweetheart just say what you what you want say what you mean don't don't leave it a mystery to me i'm not that complicated Yes, means no. I won't get offended, but you know, just say it outright. She says, you're a dickhead. Then just don't hold
1: back It's like, thank you. <laughs> <it>? <laughs> At least I've got it. <laughs> hey, Moses, you know, um, the thing.
2: You know Graham's some um, lower level uh toilet, how uh, the, yeah. the seat yeah. won't stay up. You cannot leave mm-hmm. the seat up, it just falls down. Pops down, yeah. It's from gravity. Um, have you ever wanted to I love like, it. Yeah, I just want to um, silicon it open so it's permanently up. You know,
4: at one stage, we did have like a a thing, a sticky bit that would hold it up. It didn't last for very long. A sticky bit? Like Two bits bit. that stick together. Ah, uh, yeah. It didn't last.
1: Do any of you encounter, when you're speaking to your Mary-Anne's, where suddenly, out of nowhere... They go silent like you've actually mentioned a taboo topic.
0: Yes. And you're trying to yes. think,
1: how on earth is this taboo? Constantly. <laughs> and, and why can't they actually tell us it's taboo than rather just shutting up shop mentally than being moody about it?
4: Well, that would shatter the illusion.
1: I'm
4: going to say that's kind of every every subject we ever spoke about.
1: Yeah, I mean, why make it so difficult to resolve things?
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, it's just one <laughs> of those. It's it's the mysteries of of marrying a female. That's
4: and I, I I try and talk to my Marianne about relationships, um, about love, life, and everything, but she won't talk to me.
2: You know, what my father <laughs> told me one of the I'll last you. things he told me before he died was never
3: marry a woman. <laughs> <laughs> On, not never get married, but never no, marry a never woman. Never marry a woman. Yeah,
2: he'd had he'd had a blue with mum over something and, yeah, it's just like, nah, I tell you, never marry a woman. Mm-hmm.
3: So would you advise any of your children, I think all of us have boys, um, would you advise them to get married? Oh, or yeah, yeah, a, I'd advise well, them to get married. professional no. sportsmen and so they're wild oats. I'd tell just, them Just to... not to a woman. Like the yeah. bell on them people like
1: that i I would advise them to uh at least live with a person that they're gonna get married to so they get to see what they're like in a domestic situation yeah i would advise them to go on trips and things like that to see Mm. what they're like dealing with unusual or stressful situations because the last thing you want is to marry a princess they're hard work had any of
2: you guys (laughs) lived with your current wives before you got married would you still get married
3: Yes.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, I didn't live with mine, so no, neither did I. I can't, I can't honestly say that, but the divorce rates between people who do live with their spouses um and then get married and the rate the rates of people who don't live with their spouse are exactly the same. Is There's it no right? difference. Yeah.
2: I find that very hard to
1: believe.
3: Yeah, it, it's yeah. true. Like that the research is in the The fact that you're living with them doesn't change either the rope they've got around your neck or your (laughs) testicles. Yeah. It just doesn't change it. And if you feel trapped, if you feel trapped in any relationship, married or not, you're still trapped. Or if you feel free in that relationship, you're still free. Um, The the marriage is, you know, a couple of generations ago, I'm sure it would have had, you know, some some substantial weight, but Mm -hmm. apparently it, now, if you're going to, marriage is not quite the value that maybe it was a few generations ago. Yeah, but the divorce rate's exactly the same. You think <laughs> marriage is not valued as much? Nice for home, did,
4: you, did you just go and swat a fly or something?
3: Um, this bloody mosquito. I've this, this mosquito flying around. I reckon it's got its island. And everywhere, I'm just looking, looking. I tell you, some nights... I get a bit, I take these things personally. Is it is it got the spirit of my wife in it or I don't
1: know. I
4: don't know. You're talking about marriage and this mosquito comes up here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, will it will it suck you dry?
4: With the marriage or the mosquito?
1: The mosquito and take yeah. <laughs> the marriage certainly
3: won't. We know you know, know that from
1: a <laughs> bit of fucking experience. That's not
2: going to happen,
4: <laughs> is it? I <laughs> will tell you what can can I just say? Um Thanks, Talking everyone. about marriage and, and all this. I mean, I, I have, I'm I the luckiest guy in the world. I would not swap what I've got anything ever. Okay, give a fuck. You it. are so full of shit. <laughs> 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 oh, no,
3: the Scotch has got to me eventually, even after your – I mean, no, don't say that. I'm serious.
4: I'm even serious. After.
3: Really? You wouldn't swap?
4: No way. No way in the world. She
3: no, wouldn't allow you scenarios to you that maybe, <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't uh, let you pretend- swap.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, you can't see the gun behind me, can you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> She'd hunt you down.
3: <laughs> Close your eyes. Who's going to start that one?
1: Oh, uh, maybe there's a couple other things to say before we get to there, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should uh, at first thank the listener.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's that listener that actually means that um, when we pay our subscription, we actually get that sense that it's actually being utilised by someone. Yeah, that you're
2: helping someone.
1: We're actually getting value for money. (laughs) We're helping someone?
4: I think we're helping (laughs) someone. I don't know who it is.
1: We're getting value for money.
4: It's been difficult replying to all those emails. So can everyone just slow them down a bit, please? Yes.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Steady. Stop, the, stop those emails coming
4: in. Gee, even uh, our family don't respond to us.
2: Oh, <laughs> no, no. No, the oh, that's oh, Deborah from the podcast. The oh, my daughter. wife, Marianne, said, no, nah, no, nah, I, I can't listen to that shit.
1: By the way, <laughs> does anyone's Marianne actually listen to it? No. no mine
4: does. My Marianne listened to one of them. The one the that one she, one was on. she was in? Yeah, the yeah, one exactly. she was in, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and she called that one shit.
4: No, no. no she, she's been really um, helpful with everything I've been through on this um, podcasting thing. Um, she did say, I think, something along the lines of, you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine's been given a that. lot of constructive criticism. Probably got a point.
1: Isn't that
2: Isn't the me? point? Well yeah, that the, the reason whole reason upset. we started it wasn't it? we went to the pub that day because we couldn't play golf. It was pissing down with rain. That's right. And we just so got, upset about it. We just got chatted, chatting over something, and then it turned into this. So yeah, look, it's been, been a fun journey, but um all things come to an end. Um, can we
3: start the golf again? Oh, I think we should start golf. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm ready for it. Ladies and perhaps a gentleman, it is our melancholy duty to call this us to an end but we can't go without thanking you the listener and <laughs> what you do to us and how special it is in the cockles of our ass our heart, sorry uh, <laughs> did you, you say you the cockles what? of our ass i did but you know what <laughs> we are all loved and we are all special isn't that right eddie
2: that's that's absolutely right, Sid. I couldn't agree less.
1: And, Moses, everything we said on here, we completely agree, and it's been done with hand on heart and genuine intent. Isn't that right?
3: Oh, the hand's been somewhere, I tell you, and the intention has been absolute. So I agree. I agree. Here I'm fiddling with this little thing down here. Thank goodness this is audio mm-hmm. and not TV, isn't it? Because then that would be a very different story. I, I
2: think, had planned oh, to post this know. one on YouTube as well, so... Um... <laughs> <laughs> this could be a, a first
1: uh, I, I wouldn't because on audio if you close your eyes when he's saying he's fiddling with his little thing <laughs> that says <laughs> it <all. laughs> and uh, Graham this is a, uh, it's just such a special moment that it's just hard to withhold our feelings and our content but you know the world is special, the world is a lovely place and we have it to is. end this with a song Close I your eyes, your eyes, eyes and, and I'll miss you. you. I miss
2: Tomorrow,
4: you, I'll miss you. I'll kiss you. What? Remember, Remember always, always be true. true.
2: And then, while I'm away, I'm, I'm home, home every, every day. day.
4: Send,
2: Send all my, all my
4: loving,
1: loving, loving to, to you. <laughs> hey, that's Carson. <laughs> He's Carson. He's called in. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He said, um, "Fuck off, so. <laughs> Eddie." Eddie, do you recall?
3: Um the time we went camping down at that river, what the hell's the name was that river? Um, in, up in um, Kangaroo Valley? No, south. South, south. <laughs> we went south to oh. the, the Cape. Wambian uh, caves. caves, yes. Wambian Caves. And you and I were up late night. The fire gods had gone to sleep. There were the embers still burning and you were playing your guitar. And I started to sing Amazing Grace. It was so bad that wake up woke up the animals. That's what I just thought about when we were singing our song just then. Yeah, so so uh, yeah. I
2: think I think well, that that song animals. we
3: just sang then
2: was it was also in that same realm of bad.
1: This is the end, my oh, only no, 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 friend. No, no. No, no. The end <laughs> <laughs> of our elaborate plans. The end. Oh, it's uh, Jeez, uh, totally lost for words. Thank you to our listener. Thank you, Ball Boy. Thank you, Orange Peelers. Thank you to the mums and dads who drove for this. We really do appreciate it. Moses.
3: And good night and thanks for the memories. It's been fun. Cheers, gentlemen. Graham.
4: Right. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it's been fun. Um, looking forward to the future and God, mate,
5: come.
4: <laughs> Let's look back on, a, on
2: happier times when we we're all together and, and doing this you know, on a semi-regular basis. Uh, I'll miss it. I'll, I'll, I'll miss this. But who knows what we're going to end up with in the next incarnation of this, this magical journey that we've been on. Thanks to the listener, and we'll see you on the other side.
1: If we aim straight, do you think we will Miss Carson?
3: Uh, oh, look, Carson, is a, a man. Look, what did we say, Eddie, about him? He said he's a man on his own journey. And I think Carson
2: respect... is, is now in the public domain. I think everyone can enjoy him. For what?
4: I thought, Moses, you said man or myth. Um, man or myth? Yeah, but we knew straight away. Myth.
1: Mm. <laughs> Did he uh, send us any message to say his goodbyes?
2: Yes. Not, not any we can repeat. I've got it here.
3: I have it right here. I um, oh got
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, I thought, thought it would be something like Actually, that's
4: the same one that I've got. <laughs> yeah, I got that one too. Hey,
1: that's the same one I read. <laughs> Very, Very enough. Enough.
4: Mine's different. It's fuck you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, listener, that brings us to the end of the Men Talking Over Beer podcast. And you may be wondering, what does the future hold for the men who talked over beer? Well, Moses plans to drink more holy water and move further down the rabbit hole that only middle-aged men who wear lycra can travel. The artist, formerly known as Carson, is planning to write a book, its working title being, Fuck You, I'm Not a Troll. Eddie is going to go back to his lab and does not want to be referred to as Heisenberg graham plans to donate his body to science after years of imbibing diet coke his marianne has a taxidermist waiting for her phone call and sid he plans to produce write direct and act in a poorly lip-synced art house martial arts film with tony abbott in his trademark budgie smugglers playing the claw thank you listener for joining the men and they and I wish you good luck and good health. And uh, Sid Junior, are you aware we
1: are making the last Men Talking Over Beer podcast? Thank God that shit's over. Uh, you know, you'll be able to spend more time with me. I don't know, um, can't you get another hobby like lawn bowling or a tea pool. Do you know that Men Talking Over Beer podcast is about to wrap up? Oh,
3: I never really listened to it.
1: Men Talking Over Beer podcast, um, you never paid any attention to it?
3: No, not at all.
1: That sounds like just like your schoolwork. <laughs> yeah, but at least I get something out of it. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> How do you feel about the Men Talking Over Beer podcast finishing?
4: Hello, What's that again?
1: The the Men Talking Over Beer podcast is going to be finished.
4: Oh yeah,
1: yeah, that crap. Yeah, yeah, maybe that crap, but yes, the Men Talking Over Beer podcast is going to be finished. Oh, um, I don't think anyone's really going to care about it, like it's pretty pretty shit. Are you aware that uh, the Men Talking Over Beer podcast is about to end? What? The Men Talking Over Beer podcast, haven't you seen your dad in Podcast Central before?
3: I just thought that he went and locked himself in a room in front of
1: his computer and always seemed to come out very pleased with himself. In fact, he seemed relaxed. I can tell you that he was working on the podcast. Oh, well, uh, it's a shame to end that podcast. How do you feel about the men talking over be a podcast ending? Um... I am very sad because it was kind of pathetic and um, I don't want it to end because Carson was one of the biggest role models and he is teaching me on how to be an adult when I grow up. Are you being sarcastic?
0: No, definitely not.
1: Are you aware that the Men Talking Over podcast is about to end? What's going on? Why are you so upset? I don't want to spend more time with Dad and mom.